self-development with tactics. So I think this is good enough and good enough of a recording. I know that it might not be as fluent as it could be, it might not be as good as it could be, but here I am saying hello, looking into the camera and being there again. So happiness is the way to reframe your thinking and work with what you already have to live the life of your dreams by Wayne Dyer. Dr. Wayne Dyer was effectively, affectionately, yes, <laughs> known as the father of motivation by his fans. This is the first new book from his beloved spiritual teacher since he passed into spirit and draws on his audio lectures from the 90s and 2000s. This is a chance for his long-term fans to rediscover some of his inspirational talks and for his younger followers to read his classical things. Teachings, well, things. One of Dr. Dwayne Dyer's favorite quotes was, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. In, in this collection of his most classic teachings, published for the first time in writing, readers will find a novel solution for any problem they may encounter at this time. As Wayne liked to say, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. And I just totally believe in it. I totally believe in the fact that whatever may come up in life, no matter how bad it might be, changing the way we see it and changing the way we look at it is incredibly important. No, just utterly incredibly important. It is insane, actually. Attitude is everything. Happiness is an inner concept. That is, you can have it if you decide to have it. If you have it inside you, you bring your happiness to everything you do. You bring it to work, you bring it to your relationships, and no matter what, no matter what, you just have it. You don't have to try to get it. Because it's already there, you know, you're already having it in you. There is no reason why you would be striving for kind of getting it in, you know, because you're already having it. If you want to be a truly happy human being, the first thing you must do is really absorb this notion. Everything that you experience in life is a result of your perception of whatever is out there in the world. In other words, you have to take responsibility for all aspects of your life. It is all your fault in the end. Whether you like it or not, it is your motherfucking fault. Responsibility means responsibility. In life, you don't get to control everything that happens to you, but you get the choice to respond to everything with ability. Think for a minute about an orange. When you squeeze it as hard as you can, what comes out? Yes, orange juice, of course. But the question is, why does juice come out when an orange is squeezed? The answer is because it is what's inside. Now, does it matter what does... Uh, what? Who does the squeezing? Does it matter how you do it, what instrument you use, or what time of the day you do it? No. When you squeeze an orange, what always comes out is what's inside. Similarly, when you squeeze a person, that is, put pressure on them of any kind, and anger and hatred and stress and depression come out, it isn't because of who is doing the squeezing or when they do it or how they do it. It's because that is what is inside of that person. And this just really makes sense. If you think about it, like, um, let's actually put that away. 
yeah, um, kind of bothers me that it's it's not really aligned there. Looks a bit sloppy to be honest. This is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something different. Actually, this, but not that severely. Is it fine now? Kind of. So, uh, if you're already angry, if you're already having bad things inside of you, they are gonna show. Whether it is through being squeezed, or whether it is through stress, whether it is through something else, if this is who you are and this is what you do and this is what you're having inside of you, hmm, what is gonna come out? I don't know. Probably not something amazing. If you don't have it inside, it can never come out no matter what your circumstances are. When somebody cuts you off on the freeway and you're mad as hell, it isn't because they cut you off that you're so upset, it is because this is what you carry around inside. And when you stop carrying that around inside, nothing that anybody does can upset you. In other words, no one can depress you, no one can make you anxious and no one can hurt your feelings, no one can make you anything other than what you allow inside. Next, imagine a lit candle. If you were to walk outside with it, the wind would blow out the flame pretty quickly. Likewise, there are kinds, there are all kinds of outside forces you're going to encounter in life that may make you feel as if your inner candle, which symbolizes who you are as a human being, is getting blown out all the time. But in fact, you can ensure that your inner flame never even flickers. Outside of you, any number of things can and will happen that you're not in control of. The storms of life, taking the form of illness or an accident or any other unforeseen event, may strike at any time. And perhaps the highest place you can get to in life is to understand that your inner development, symbolizes, symbolized I'm sorry, by that candle flame, can stay strong and bright regardless of what is going out there. What's going on out there, I'm sorry. The choice to grow is yours. Awakened people are motivated by growth rather than a sense of lack or deficiency. Those kinds of people are the ones who are going to make this planet operate at a higher level and we can all strive for the same things. We may currently feel that you are motivated by your deficiencies, thinking you want to improve yourself, but keep in mind that you don't have to be sick to get better. You don't have to look at yourself as in bad shape in order to grow Everything in the universe is exactly as it should be, so stop judging it, including the part that is yourself and go to work. Resolve the things that you don't like and accept those you can do nothing about. No, you can do nothing about because you just have to. There is no point in being overly whatever about the weather. You can't fucking change it. You know, you have to accept that it is what it is. Run your life on this concept. Each day is great. Where I am is just fine and so is where I'm going. That is called growth motivation and it is a choice you can make right now. It is very non-judgmental. No matter what the fuck you might be doing, don't judge yourself. What is the point of making it even worse for yourself by judging yourself? Like, why? You did this? Well, fine. Maybe you're going to do it differently the next time. We all make mistakes. We all sometimes slip. We all do some bullshit sometimes. It is totally fine. We are human beings. We are not robots. We are not 100% correct or whatever it may be. We live. And life, by the way, should also be enjoyed. You're having one life. And I do assume that by being a certain person inside that 
you are gonna experience life in a different way based on who you are inside. That's called growth motivation and it is a choice you can make right now. Who you really are, six things you are not. To realize who you are, it is important to look at a few things you are not, even though you've probably been told the opposite for your entire life. You are not your name. Your name is just something that was given to you to separate you from all the other forms that are on the planet. You are not your body. When you say, this is my arm, the implication is you own something called an arm, not that you are the arm, but you are the owner of it. I am owning my arm. You are not your mind. I was thinking this morning means that you are the thinker of the thought, the I who thinks it. I was thinking this morning means that you are the thinker of the thought, the I was thinking it. Oh, the I who thinks it. You are not your occupation. You are not an engineer or a teacher or a shopkeeper or a secretary or a nurse. Such role identification keeps you from your own true higher self. You are not your relationships. You are something that is observing the relationship and someone who is in the relationship, but you are not the relationship itself. You are not your country, your race, your religion or any of the other labels that you have placed upon yourself. You're also not a smoker, by the way, which is also a label, if you think about it. You're something that is independent of all that, something that is observing it all. There is nothing about you and your racial or ethnic or geographical qualities or characteristics that makes you better than anybody else on this planet who has different racial or ethnic or geographical qualities. It's actually an amazing book I, I totally enjoyed. Lead with Love. A lot of studies have been done on the, on the difference, I'm sorry, in business between leaders and followers. And it seems that there are two things that really separate them. Leaders always see the big picture or the connection to the whole. Problem-oriented follower, or problem -oriented follower is somebody who sees only their job and what they have to do within their department. Solution-oriented leader, on the other hand, sees that everything a person does and the job affects not only the de department but also the next department and the entire company and the profit picture and so on. Leaders anticipate the long-range effect of everything that is being done. For example, if they're, uh, if they're on an airplane and see a flight attendant being rude to a customer, the leader recognizes how that behavior impacts the entire organization in the moment as well as how it will impact future businesses for years to come. So the thing is, which I guess is the whole point of him just pointing out, if you are a certain person, people are going to notice that. People are going to notice that you are incredibly important for the, for the whole organization, that you're going to making or that you are making at this point in time the organization way better by you being there because you're doing something amazing, you're doing something great and so on and so forth. If you think about it, if you're having this in mind, important, really important, if you're thinking only about your particular organization and how someone's behavior impacts the organization now or in the future, then you're still limiting yourself. You have to look at the impact on your community, your country and humanity to see the biggest picture of all. Enjoy the journey. Your family with the saying, it's the journey, not the destination. You want to see that every step along the way to realize 
to realizing your goals is just as important to savor as getting there. Just as happiness and success are both inner concepts, so is fulfillment. If you think that you're going to fulfill to find fulfillment by obtaining a goal you have worked really hard for, then your life is all about external striving. You don't act as if, maybe, if I set all these goals and work really hard at them, then I'll get what I want. Boy, will I be excited only uh, once I finally get there. If you're focused only on striving, you cannot be a no-limit person. If you concentrate your energy solely on goals to reach in the future, you'll always be an ego-dominated person who suffers from the disease of more. What you need is a psychology of arriving and not striving. Of arriving and striving. You don't act as if maybe, if I set all these goals and work really hard at them, then I'll get what I want. Boy, will I be excited once I finally get there. If you're focused only on striving, you cannot be a no-limit person. If you concentrate your energy solely on goals to reach in the future, you'll always be an ego-dominated person who suffers from the disease of more. What you need is a psychology of stri- arriving and not striving. So what does striving mean? I do want to just get the definition. Try hard, attempt, endeavor, aim, aspire, venture, undertake, seek, make an effort, make every effort, spare no effort. You know what? I do just want to get in a pretty quick point. This is indeed a book that I need. Something that I've been struggling with tremendously, and I've been talking to it to my uh, therapist and whatnot, um, always having the feeling of, needing to do more on one hand, having something in the future that I need to look forward to, even though I kind of still try to incorporate that into my day. But um, the whole way I see things and you know, see my whole life, which is a complete psychological thing, you know, how I see things, my worldview, me being like, okay, uh, there's going to be something amazing in the future and I'm striving for that and, and, and whatnot. And when I'm having this, then I'm going to be happy. And now I'm not happy because I kind of need something to do or um, like, yeah. Send love to everyone. Take a moment to think about all the people in your life with whom you have any conflict. If it is about something that happened with your mother when you were two, if it is your neighbor, if it is your boyfriend, whoever it is, List them in your mind from the person with whom you have the most trouble to the one who's just, who just annoys you. Then send them all love. See, it's easy to send love to the folks who do the things they're supposed to do, who are nice to you and smell good. Commit to working on this. Every time you find negativity in your life, practice sending out love to that person. Even if somebody is being really nasty to you, you can practice with something as small as dealing with aggressive drivers and then move on to bigger things like when someone uses cutthroat te- tactics at work or a friend betrays your, your confidence. Eventually, you'll make that a way of life. Forgive everyone. Yes, I... Oh, I want to read that. Forgive everyone. You don't have to forget, you just have to forgive. You don't have to call them up or send them notes if that is not what you want to do. Just let it go. When you do, that's called non-attachment. You're no longer attached to this person or their behavior. And when you're not attached to it, you're 
you are then three to be the creative genius you are. Think of yourself as a holding on to prison bars and screaming, let me out, let me out. Then you look to the left and to the right of the bars and it is all open space. You turn around and it is all open space back there. Because of your tunnel vision, you've been looking straight ahead. It's the only way you know how to do things. All those entrapments have made you feel like you're locked in a cell. But look to the left and look to the right and look behind you. You're holding onto bars in a cell that is open. All you have to do is let go and walk around them. And so for the end of, the, of this summary indeed, I hope that I'm going to link it down in the description. Probably going to forget about it or probably going to think that you can just look it up. You know, just type in the title and things should be quite fine. Nine questions to help spark change. As we come to the end, it, uh, let's turn to a series of questions to ponder in order to guide you on your way to a, to a no-limit life. If you suddenly discovered that you had six months to live, how would you change your life? Well, I would probably never be bored again because I know that there is going to be something detrimental coming up. Um, I would probably do more with friends. I, well, I would also try to see a bit more things, meaning traveling a bit more. And, well, actually work out less eat different things you know not not getting fat or whatever but just just you know being active but also balancing it out with eating things that i wouldn't be eating right now i don't know i think it would live life a bit more and, and not being so serious all the time which by the way i think um me eating something different well yesterday and also today it really gave me energy to, to work on some things that I haven't had the energy before. So I think a ton of things in life do kind of uh, are tied together to some degree. Who would you choose to live with if you could live with anyone else in the world and had no history with those you've lived with up until now? No history with those. Well, I don't have a girlfriend. If I had one, it would probably be her. But I think about certain people, I think about my friends, you know, my dear friends that I'm having and I'm so grateful for having indeed. Where would you choose to live if you had no awareness of where you've lived up until now? I mean, this is a very tricky question, but I think I would just live where I'm living right now. I'm actually quite happy with the place that I am at, uh, even though I'm going to move in quite some time. I'm going to see how this feels and how this is. But, um, yeah. How much sleep do you think you would get if you had no clock and no ability to measure time? Well, I think I wouldn't get that much, to be honest. I don't know. I really think, no. Nah. But this is a very interesting question. When and how much would you eat if there was no such thing as mealtimes? Well, I would probably eat when I'm hungry. <laughs> That's it. And then eat till I am hungry. Uh, again, well, or I'm satiated. What would you do if there were no such thing as money? What would you do if there were no such thing as money? Well, what would I do? 
Well, I'm not necessarily striving for money. Um, at this point, I kind of need more money than I used to because I, uh, you know, I'm going to move out and then I have to have certain amounts of money for just living. Um, but yeah. How old would you be if you didn't know how old you were? I think that I have to read the whole book <laughs> because these questions are like, you know, uh, I don't really know. What kind of a personality would you have if you were starting today? You know, the kind of personality that I would like to have is uh, kind on one hand, but on the other hand, really giving a fuck about anything. How would you describe yourself if you couldn't use any labels? If you couldn't use any labels. Well, hmm. so I can't say I, well, I'm just going to use words. Kind, thoughtful, aggressive, or aggression. Thoughtfulness, aggression, kindness. Um, sometimes helplessness. You know, for me, it is very decided. On one hand, I, I, I can get shit done. On the other hand, I am just really fucked. Anyway, uh, with the answers to these questions, you'll find your sense of purpose. You won't focus on external motivators anymore. You'll focus on what you believe in, your mission, and see every other stuff gets taken care of. It simply is. The world is so perfect if we only stop to realize it. There is no way to happiness. Happiness itself is the way. With that being said, I'm going to end the episode. Thank you very much. I'm probably actually going to read this book um, gonna give me a great time, I guess. So, see you soon.